best not miss. Well, I'm a bunch of little crowd laying motherfucker, motherfucker. Welcome to The Party Pal, the mind-bending film and television podcast you didn't know you needed. I'm one of your hosts, Michael Shields. Welcome to The Party Pal as a proud member of the Osiris Media Group. Head over to OsirisPod.com. Check out all their offerings, live events, and all that. That's OsirisPod.com. Today, we are here to talk about the 1996 crime comedy film directed by Wes Anderson in his directorial debut, that is Bottle Rocket. The film was written by Wes Anderson and Owen Wilson and is based on Anderson's 1994 short film of the same name. Bottle Rocket is also the acting debut for brothers Owen and Luke Wilson, who co-starred with Robert Musgrave, their older brother Andrew Wilson, and the late, truly great James Caan, who this episode is dedicated to. So today, I'm really thrilled to have uh, with us uh, someone who has a real passion for film and television. His name is Ryan O'Connell. He's a writer, event professional, and one-time musician from the great state of Maine, who currently resides in New Jersey. He has contributed work to Uprocks, Heavy, and Bro Bible. He also maintains his own blog, Giddy Up America. He has watched The Wire all the way through five times, and as a result, will make references to it on a near regular basis. Thrilled to have Ryan on the show. Ryan, welcome, welcome to the uh, welcome to the party. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, glad to have you on. I, 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 I've seen all, you know, a lot of your comments on Twitter and we share share a lot of passions uh, and we also share some gripes. And let's start there before we jump into Bob <laughs> Rocket, which we both both love. Um, the Emmys just came out. I know you're a person like a lot of the co-hosts here and me. We kind of care about that stuff. It's it's we like to see films we, we in television shows and stuff get the recognition that they deserve. And uh, there's uh, a couple snubs that I'd like to mention to give just to give some love to really. But uh, yeah. what do you think about the Emmy nods and particularly uh, what they left out? I mean, I was thinking about this today and I feel like the Emmys are in a similar position that like the Grammys are in, mm. in that there's so much TV right now Yeah, that like it's it just makes it almost just hard to actually do the award show. Cause there's like, it's sort of like with music, there's so much stuff out there like you're inevitably going from like a small pool yeah you know so it's like 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 okay so you're gonna then be gravitated towards like these big networks that are doing stuff so like hbo white lotus all those nominations or succession and stuff like that mm -hmm. and then but like so then some of these things are going to be kind of left by the wayside if they're not in this like main lane yeah and i know like the big issue is like, you know, station 11, like, come on now. Yeah. And like, oh yeah, but it's, I think that was HBO max, right? It was, it was HBO yeah. max. Absolutely. Well, like that's like still it's HBO, but it's like on a side road yeah. of HBO. Definitely. So it's just, there's a reason know, they I, add that max to it. They definitely don't give it the full HBO label. I know. And so that's, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I don't even know how you like, I can't even, you can't even keep up watching stuff. I don't know how you keep up like, giving out awards and stuff like that. Absolutely. There really is a true glut. And, um, you know, and, and so with that being the case, you you understand that there are things that are going to fall through the cracks. I I was rooting a lot. Um, I'm a fan of like Matthew Good. Um, I thought he was just incredible in the offer, but I was just looking about at 
who he would be up against. And I was just like, you know, I hoped he would get it, but you know, the competition was so, so stiff. Um, but when it comes to something as special as station 11, I wasn't, I was hoping that that would be a moment for it to actually get some recognition, get more play and, and get more people uh, uh, to see that just gorgeous work of art. I really, I was rooting for it in a major way. The other two I'd like to just mention real quick um, that it's just shocking to me to not see in the best comedy list is uh, Reservation Dogs in Atlanta. I just, I don't know how you can leave those off. I don't know if you've seen Reservation Dogs. If not, give it a go. It's really special. Yeah, I haven't. I mean, it's 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 on my list. Like yeah. that's the point of where I'm at in my life, where I have like a list of stuff yeah. I should watch. I have a I have a, I have a, I have a literal written out list that I keep kind of on my coffee table. It's just, oh. it, and it's getting it's, out of control. I mean, I knew yeah. this point would happen at some point when all these kind of like tech giants that kind of, you know, whether it's Amazon, Apple, they have so much money to put into it. And once the kind of pandemic, uh, you know, that released its grasp a little bit, you know, I knew they were in Disney, of course, they were all going to throw it all in. And there was a point where it was just going to kind of all bubble to the surface and we are there right now. And it feels so saturated. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. It's just hard. I mean, it's just, I mean, I haven't even seen Obi-Wan yet. Like it's, and I mean, admittedly where i'm at in my life I, mean, I got like two kids and stuff like our my time my wife's time it's limited sure. you know and of course so like trying to like keep up with stuff it's just like, it's like i just realized yesterday that like, there's like a new season of only murders in the building yep yep and, like, yeah. i love that first season and it's like oh man Excellent. like you just like okay we'll we'll get to that eventually you know what happened list. Uh, on that and, and only you mentioning only murders really really um uh, brought it to mind i'm actually really enjoying the weekly drops now i feel like i'm yeah. able to keep up a little bit more um uh just you know when i get these seasons after seasons after seasons building up if i'm now i'm, I'm finding myself tuning in and, and i'm caught up on only murders i'm caught up on the old man and i'm enjoying that because it just feels like they're dropping these big pieces of, of, of work on me and i'm having a hard time keeping up yeah i think um generally against the uh the netflix model yeah of like the super drop yeah and i think part of it is like one from like a spoiler standpoint sure. like selfishly it's like dude i can't keep up so i, I don't know how you like i haven't finished stranger things yet yeah. I, I will get there eventually me neither um but like i already kind of know a couple of things that happen thank you internet <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um but to no fault of people's own like Absolutely. people are just watching it but i also feel from like a conversation standpoint they're just like they're just missing the boat like i feel like great like ozark was such a great example of this mm -hmm. like that last run of ozark episodes just kind of happened and then just like gone 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 the week by week and game of thrones is the prime example of it, and breaking bad too uh, that, that i can yeah. think of the week by week drops and the buzz and the water cooler talk that that surrounds it it's really it keeps everybody in the conversation it's 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 you do you miss a moment to be able to share what's happening with people and 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 that week to, to kind of digest as well and just enjoy yeah. it in a way what's well, fun to like watch something like i don't know I, for some reason in this conversation for another time we're like still watching westworld yeah, <laughs> and I'm not totally sure why at this point, <laughs> but I am. But it's like I like that I can watch it on Sunday, and then 
I have to read a recap because yeah. I'm a little bit lost in what's going on. Piece I that think, one together, man. <laughs> and I think the show is actually a little bit lost on what's going on yeah. too. Yeah. But like, and then That's you fair. can like, oh, like grab a podcast or something like that and like Definitely. have some time to sit with it. And then when it, then there's like the anticipation of like, oh, Sunday night, giddy up. Definitely. Which admittedly isn't really there as much with Westworld, but in a perfect world, it would be. Yeah. So yeah. But just... for certain shows, it is. And you're right. They're throwing the podcast thing too. There's certain shows, if I really love it, uh, not only am I going to read a recap, I'm going to listen to the podcast in the week. Yeah. And then, like you said, exactly. I'm going to get excited for on Sunday. Yeah. That's, um, uh, we had to do that. We had to give love to Station Eleven there and talk a little industry there. So that was fun. But uh, but also in. really, really Go quickly on. though, Please. the other one that really bothered me, and I didn't really realize this till the Station Eleven like fervor had passed. Yeah, was like we own the city being shut out. I didn't even think of that. It's tremendous. And, and I don't know if it's a, I don't know if it's a timing issue because I don't know how they go yeah. about their business. Yeah. And it I might, it recently, might be for next year. John Bernthal was like the most captivating thing I've seen on television this year. Like it was like the Will Smith slap and then John Bernthal. Yeah. As like stuff you're just like, holy crap, this is amazing. It was, it was like, so and he was a terrible person on that show. Yeah. But you're still like, oh, I just want him to come back. Yeah, definitely. And it was just like, I don't know if it was again timing or what, but like that's the one that I'm just like, how'd that happen? If it wasn't timing, that is a, a epic, epic stub. I for some reason I feel feel timing is involved with that, but I'm not sure. That's so good. I yeah. noticed uh I can't think of the name, maybe you know it, Ryan. He um he has a new show coming out on Showtime. Did you see that trailer at all? No, I can't think of the name, but uh, it's coming up really soon, actually. But uh, and I'm just all in on him now after we own the city. I mean, I loved him in Punisher and everything he's yeah. done before, but just what he did there just really blew me away. He so I'm glad like, you mentioned that. Yeah, he was at like Daniel Day Lewis levels of just owning, yeah, no like doubt. what you're watching. Like, he just even in like there's like they're doing this giant riot scene, there's like yeah. all these people, and you're just like laser focused on him, and, uh, and it's uh, just like he just was amazing. Yeah, absolutely. so good. Yeah, absolutely owning the screen for Station Eleven. Though, I was glad glad to see uh, Hamesh got um, nominated nominated for um, uh, his role in that. I mean, that's something. But that that was that's ridiculous. What a beautiful piece of work. And uh, yeah. to do an obnoxious segue, what an, uh, another beautiful piece of work that uh, we're here to talk about is Bottle Rocket. And <laughs> I loved when I saw you uh, mention it. It's wild. With even with all the films Wes has done. This one has just a huge piece of my heart. I love it so much. I uh, I, I go back to it often. It's I, I I use a lot of the lines in my life. I just it's oh, something yeah. that means a lot to me, and I know it means a lot to you. Why? Uh, uh, just to jump into it. Why? Um, you know what? What do you love about this film? What does it mean to you? Um, I think well, what it means to me is like you know. So I'm 42. So mm. I was lucky enough to like my formative years yep. were in the 90s yeah which i think is like from a pop culture standpoint is like a godsend what a gift i agree yeah it's it's great you know and so um you know like bottle rockets there with like swingers and like yep. reservoir dogs yeah of like these early movies i found at the random video store yep in portland maine where i lived mm -hmm. and i just latched on and clerks up there too just latched on for the rest of my life and yeah. like bottle rocket you know i don't go back and watch it a lot in recent years mm. 
but I think about it all the time. Yeah. yeah. And like the little things like the like caca, caca, <laughs> like you know, like or just even like I was thinking about like there's like gestures, like um Owen Wilson does this thing with his thumbs and he pushes his head, like, yes. <laughs> like even like I realize I do that sometimes, like because it just like it just stuck with you. Yeah. And um I think like I love the movie because I mean I was an English major in college mm-hmm. and I'm a, I'm a sucker for dialogue. Sure. Love it. And the dialogue in that movie is amazing. And it's just like, there's so many like little lines, mm-hmm. like the thing where like, it's just like Anthony's sister, like called him a failure. Yeah. And like Owen Wilson's character's like, yeah, but what has she ever done? Yeah. <laughs> about, like, young like, about young grade. Yeah. And like, there's all these like, these, like slot, like, I mean, Owen Wilson in general is at like another level on that movie. Like his just motor is. Yeah, it's just his motor is amazing in that. Like Mm -hmm. he just doesn't stop. He's going. But like how like the inner, like how the characters interact, like it's just. Yeah, I think. Yeah. And just visually, it's very like it's a weirdly like calming movie. Yeah. Yeah. Even in like the crazy parts where they're Uh doing like the heist and stuff like that. There's still like an enjoyable like point. smoothness to uh-huh. it. Uh-huh. Like you're just like I'm just gonna sit back and watch these three buffoons rob yeah. a bookstore of all places. <laughs> like I worked at a bookstore. Good luck with that. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's just it's just one of those movies that just sticks with you. Yeah, at least yeah. for me. I don't know. I had my wife watch it and mixed reviews on that one. But. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe the the timing is is something. I mean, I, I I could not agree with you more. I mean, we're from the same era, and you know, when I think about when it was released in you know uh, February '96, I mean, what was going on? You know, all the slacker culture, and but there's all these quirky indie films. It, it kind of the '90s could be looked at as like kind of a golden era of ind- independent cinema, and you you yeah. nailed them all. I mean swingers there's also fargo clay pigeon pie was there all these films that oh, really pie. meant a lot to me in in a major pie. way oh man but they gone sorry just whenever i think of pie and uh-huh. that movie was insane and That's i remember great. one time i went to college in baltimore and yeah. my junior year i lived in like this just crappy row house in baltimore mm-hmm. and our landlord was there and his friend fixing something and i was for some reason, just sitting on the couch watching Pie. Yeah. And like the landlord's friend was like, he just looked at me, he's watching this, he looked at me, he's like, what the fuck are you watching? <laughs> and I just was like, I thought about trying to explain it, but I was like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I just like rub it. Just because it's just like, if you parachute into Pie, you're like, what's going on right here? It's just, but it's true. It's like these great. Buffalo 66 is another one means a big deal to me. I don't know if you're a fan of that, as, uh, but I'm, that's a bit, I'm a big, big fan. But yeah, just that yeah. period, those movies really stick with me. You talked about the comedic writing. Um, uh, uh, Bottle Rocket might have my favorite line, maybe ever, in a film when, um, when uh, like, um, I guess it was Future Man's um, either girlfriend or one of her friends, you know, is talking to Anthony and, you know, he's like, you went nuts, right? And he's like, what happened? And and he's like, you really want to know? And she's like, well, he's like, I, you know, someone asked me if I want to go water skiing or lay out. And this is the part that just gets me. He's like, not only did I not want to answer that question, I didn't want to answer any water sports question again or see any people again for the rest of my life. 
and that was him explaining why you went crazy and it just <laughs> kills me like I, I like i like i said i interject these lines in my life and that's the one where i'm just like not only do i not want to answer that question but it just it really really gets me what um what i really love about the film though is you know not only is it is it really funny i loved what you said about it being kind of common i just think there's also i think there's tons of heart in it and and it starts yeah. in the beginning i mean when he's getting pulled uh with that kind of fake uh, escape that starts the movie <laughs> the reason yeah. he's doing it is because he his friend dignan got so excited about the heist that he yeah. couldn't tell him out he couldn't tell him no and it just starts right there and there's a there's kind of like a through line of of loyalty and friendship that's there the whole time and and it just it feels feels really sweet throughout oh, it. sweet it's film. It's super. It's super sweet. And like, you know, you just kind of drop into this like moment for these basically it's the two dudes, you know, Bob's kind of like the satellite guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. God bless Bob. God. But uh, <laughs> but it's just like you watch this and like if you watch it enough, you start wondering like, what was it like for these guys growing up? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, you get this vibe, especially you know anthony definitely was probably the more popular one yeah the cooler one like you know he knows the sorority sisters and stuff yeah. oh, i didn't know you had any sisters i don't know you know she had a sister um <laughs> but like and then dignan's obviously like it's like his like, like zach morris and screech like mm -hmm. yeah you know dignan's just like his wild card weird friend that mm -hmm. like for some reason anthony was always cool with. yeah yeah and yeah. like always looked after and you want to know more about them and like mm -hmm. yeah like the lengths Anthony goes just to like make Dignan happy. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 that's fun. That's fun to do, to think back of what, you know, what might've been before. And there's a chance they didn't have much but each other too. You know, I mean, that yeah. type of loyalty could, could draw that out, but uh, it's, it's fun. It's witty. It's sincere. It's absurd and it's clever. And that's everything that kind of defines what Wes Anderson films have been cut, you know, become yeah. known as, but like, as fun as it can be it can cut too there's i mean that moment with uh inez where she kind of just lays it down that that he was just you know turns out she did love him eventually but that he was like a what like a paper flying by piece of trash piece of yeah trash, piece yeah. of trash flying by that's pretty intense at that moment and it's, yeah. it's definitely i mean you know, he's like you know it sounds better in spanish but it, <laughs> it's, i mean that's there there is some hurt that does give some you know, uh, uh, poignancy to the whole thing. But I mean, just thinking about like Dignan at the center of it, what's, what is so uh, endearing about him? He's a true dreamer. And he's, yeah. I mean, I mean, he's, uh, uh, Anthony says he's, he's no cynic, he's no quitter. And there, there's something so, you know, cause he's, it's absurd the the heist he takes him on and, and the, just the level of uh, buffoonery that's going on, but there's something, you understand why he sticks with them. And, you know, it kind of comes home at that moment at the end, his sincerity and his earnesty and the lack of cynicism when he's like, yeah, I mean, he's in jail and he's like, we did it though, didn't we? <laughs> and like, you're like, what yeah. did you do? What did you do? Yeah, what, I mean, yeah. Really? what exactly did you do? It's <laughs> like, I mean, you had a cool jumpsuit. I get it. Yeah. But like, yeah, he does have that like infectious enthusiasm, Yeah. which I feel like we all have in our lives have had certain people in our orbit like that yeah who you're like i don't know man i'm just gonna go with it you're selling it yeah it's gonna be fun like yep. the realist is in me realist uh -huh. in me is like no this is ridiculous why are we robbing a, a bookstore yeah. i don't know man it seems like a good time i'll put the tape on my nose 
<laughs> Why is that tape on your nose? Yeah, exactly. 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 <laughs> Let's get lucky. Like, it's just like, he's just like such like a ball of energy. Yeah. Not like you just want to like go with it. So definitely. You know? I, 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 when you said that, I thought of, of two specific people in my life. It's like, it's that, that type of thing. And yeah. that bookstore robbery is so special. It's uh, just those moments that happened within it. it it's, you know, this is the way he kind of burst in through the door initially. I think of when he was looking for the guys, like I thought you were supposed to be in literature, but <laughs> one moment I really love is when he calls the guy an idiot when he's getting like the money out and he's yeah. in the small bag and the guy's like, don't call me an idiot. And like pushes back on him and he just starts being nice. Like, yeah, it's and like the, <laughs> just the absurdity of that heist. What's uh, I saw a cool um, fact about the heist at the end. It was actually, I don't know if you've read this, but it was based on a break-in that, so Wes and Owen were living together in Austin and they staged a a break-in to their house because they had a broken window and they wanted their uh, landlord to fix it. So they staged a break-in, the the robbers, uh, as they they told the story, came through the window. Um, And then they actually went so far as to call the police so they can get a report on it. And the cops just started talking to him. They're like, guys, knew exactly what they were doing, but they based the whole heist on the end on, on that little scheme of theirs, which, which I thought was really, really cool. You know, Um, that's great. Let's talk a little bit about, about Wes Anderson. I mean, this is, this is a, it's a, it's a, it's based on a short film. It was 13 minutes, black and white starring Luke Owen and Musgrave. And that's where it all began. But I mean, there are, there are some hints of what he was to the direction he would go. I, one I can think of is that sketchbook where you see like mm-hmm. the sketchbook of the 75 year old plan. And another thing is kind of, um, uh, you know, the soundtrack's great. And it's kind of like the, the first uh, great Wes Anderson soundtrack, but it's really, you can kind of see, it, it's it's amazing that this is, this is his first one. It's, it's amazing that this did not do well either. Like this was, he thought it would really be, it initially was, was not well received um yeah. it was not a hit at all but it's amazing that that this is where it all began for him and it's fun to look back and it, it's 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 really special that this was this i mean he was a 26 year old filmmaker and he really created something special what uh, can you see what i mean by the fact that you can see hints of of things that he was to become you know uh, that he was gonna turn into or a direction he was yeah. going oh 100 and like it kind of, I mean, in retrospect, it kind of almost makes sense why it wasn't initially well received because, mm. like, Wes Anderson, it's weird because, like, he's unique in that his movies have become like a genre onto themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. So it would make sense then, like, his first foray into that genre would be kind of confusing, you know? Absolutely. Um, Tarantino's like his own genre too, but like, he made more of like a straightforward, like, crime movie like like, had familiarity to it this Mm -hmm. was just like its own thing and like yeah like there's so many like breadcrumbs or like nuggets yeah in bottle rocket that have then like even like the relationship of like the friends like the the idea that like a plan is involved or like a road trip or a heist yep um like the settings like how like he does that very like straightforward like box shot almost yeah, yeah. of like here's where something is and it's happening and there really is it's like funny it's like it's almost like in a similar way to how like dignan had his plan 
Mm-hmm. It's like West had like his plan for like, this is how I'm going to do movies. Yeah. And in this first one, I'm going to try to throw all these tricks out there. Mm-hmm. And over the years, he's just like honed them. Yeah. And it's really cool how like, you know, it's the real geniuses. Like you see it from the jump. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, this dude's got something. Yeah. And it was similar to that. Like you, it's so much is there on top of it being like this beautiful story of friendship and it's mm-hmm. funny and all that stuff. Yeah. In terms of like studying what Wes Anderson has done, like mm-hmm. it's like he laid out a playbook. Absolutely. Like this is what I'm going to try to do going forward. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it's, a, it's just what you're talking about, like different tools that he was using throughout the years. When I was watching French Dispatch, I was thinking like this looks like everything you know, whether it's the animation or just whatever, just thrown into it now. He's been taking all these pieces from mm-hmm. everything he's done throughout the years into it. And I love the word you just used, uh, breadcrumbs, because like you do, you see the breadcrumbs, uh, you know, kind of stacking up uh, throughout there. Um, let's get into it, because, I, you know, I, I, I dedicated, we dedicated this episode to James Kahn and, and Mr. Henry, uh, what it was, what a special role. We really don't see him till what I, I guess is the beginning of what could be looked at as the third act. But yeah. when he does show up, it's truly on. What's interesting to note before we do talk about it is um, he initially wanted Bill Murray for this part, which makes okay. a whole lot of sense. I mean, looking at it, it is like the Bill Murray part for like yeah, that checks out. Yeah, yeah, it checks out. Um, and I'm just, I think it's truly a gift that that they did get james ford he was absolutely uh perfect i mean i think about just all that you know these two young actors and a young filmmaker could have been learning from him on set on set i mean mm-hmm. what a treat to have him be a part of it kind of giving a leg- legitimacy to the film too having yeah. him there at the end you know someone as big as him there but I mean, just his role was really awesome. I mean, the just my favorite scene, I think, with him is the country club scene where he really hu- humiliates Bob's brother, who we, we have to mention his name, Future Man. Well, that's another weird Wes Anderson thing. Like the character names, like Future Man, Applejack. Yep. Applejack, yeah. You know, yep. like Bob Maplethorpe. Yeah. You know, Dignan. Like, yeah. yeah this quirkiness built in into everything, yeah. you know. But um, what do you think about uh, uh, James Caan and, and, and Mr. Henry uh, specifically? Well, I'd never heard the Bill Murray thing before, yeah. but, you know, that, that checks out. Mm-hmm. But I think it was actually like a little bit of a godsend because I think James Caan gives a little bit like a different vibe to it yeah because like he does have more of like a tough guy image Mm -hmm. to him which i think works out like bill murray would have still been good but like kind of just totally different you know maybe Um, maybe he felt like more uh that he added some legit legitimacy to the crime element because i mean these are obviously like guys who you couldn't believe they could actually pull anything off when you see mr henry you're like all right i get it he could pull something off yeah Yeah. Uh, hey the landscaping, it's just the front. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the lawn wranglers. <laughs> oh, I mean, again, that's like it's how so... many bands were out there were kicking themselves, being like, oh, yeah. why didn't I think yeah. of that? Um, but like, I don't know, I love James Conn in this movie, and it does provide some like, you know, legitimacy, you know, especially as like an indie movie. Yeah. To say like, oh, you got the dude from The Godfather? Like, that's great. Mm-hmm. But also like, you kind of have to have someone who's recognizable as Mr. Henry yeah. because he's talked about for the first two oh, acts man. of the yep. movie. Yeah. So when he finally shows up, yeah. Yeah. So when he finally shows up, it needs to be someone who's a little bit of a heavy. Yeah. 
who are like when you see you're like oh that's mr henry mm-hmm. if it was just like some random dude from austin yeah i mean it maybe would have worked but like it's just no it, it needs to be someone that like has some built-in gravitas yeah so when he shows you're like oh now you're like i get why dignan looks up to this guy yeah, and worships yeah. him why, why he'd follow him follow him anywhere the uh the the fact that kind of his closing moment is ending up uh robbing bob's house is just so <laughs> so perfect that uh that house was um it was filmed at the john gillian residency it's obviously anyone who knows frank uh lloyd wright's work it's it's a okay. house of his the whole thing but you're it's you're right i mean i just think it's also you know, it bring it could bring people to the film having having Khan in there, but also just the impact of having someone of of that of uh, that stature in that role. Yeah, awesome. Let's talk a little bit about James. I mean, we could vary from vary from Bottle Rocket a little bit. I mean, it's you know, it's it's so it's been so great the last couple of weeks. Not great. It's it's it, it sucks when you lose someone, but you do get to find out more about him. You get to re- hear some stories and. People um, in the industry that he's worked with, seeing the outpouring of love has been really amazing. People talking about going out with them, how just picking up bills, all these fun things. And then just looking at at his uh, catalog and thinking about the gifts that is cinematic gifts that he's given us is pretty impressive. It's it's uh, what, are, what are you I'd love to hear you talk on, on your feelings about some of his films or just I mean, the actor in general. I mean, well, it's funny because it's I mean, I think. I've transitioned into this point in my life where like so much with James Conn, it's like related to Elf. Mm. Um, because I've you know, seen it a like, hundred times with my daughter too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, we haven't even introduced it to our kids. Oh, it's have just, you not? How old are no, your kids, right? I'm, uh seven and almost two. Yep, got it. Got so it. I think maybe this year is like the seven, year. Seven year old. Yeah, because I think she'll dig it. But like yep. um it's more so like my wife loves watching yeah. Christmas yeah. movies. And yeah, so I just kind of roll with it. And I have like a two or three that I'm cool with. Mm-hmm. And like Elf is one of them. Like, yeah. cause I love Will Ferrell too. And you know, Elf's great. Yeah. And so, but like James Conn's great in that movie. Yeah. Like he just, it's, and so I think it's funny when he passed, like, you know, I go back to Elf, Bottom Rocket and The Godfather, yeah. <laughs> which like, it's, I mean, anyone throwing out those three heaters is yeah. just like cool man you're good for life like yep. you dropped one for like every generation right there it's, i think uh what we were talking about with bottle rocket um you know it works with elf too he adds a certain gravitas to it he adds yeah. a certain like oomph, oomph there um it's well, yeah it's the same thing because you're talking yeah. like uh, buddy's talking about his dad this guy mm-hmm. in new york this big time guy and like Such and it ends up being james Conn. like yeah. you know like you want someone walking through that door that like you're like ah yeah. i get it i get it i get it tough, I he's, gonna be a, he's gonna be a tough nut to crack <laughs> it's fun to think about i mean brian's song is just known as like the the tearjerker movie i mean that's a that's a made for tv movie i mean has a made yeah. for tv movie ever made that much of a splash he uh another thing he did which i think is really cool he was um in thief uh that's michael mann's um feature film debut so he was okay, like, yeah start, he starred in that as well uh, another film that we talked about here welcome to the party pal rollerball a really cool like kind of uh, sci-fi weird film and obviously misery is another one that's big big deal for people in dogville but like i also when 
you know, it's one of those things when, when someone does pass and you start looking back, it's also a chance to fill in gaps. And I, I, you know, I made yeah. a list of, of films of his that, that are super heralded that I, I need to see. And it's just astounding the work he's done. And I like how you mentioned that, how he's done something in almost in each generation that hits, hits really hard with, with yeah. Godfather and thing. But, uh, what well, he did for me really quick, like the program, <laughs> like, program yes. like again, as like a kid from the nineties, like yep. I, I, you know, you, you went through the big sports movie phase uh-huh. with like blue chips and the program and stuff yeah. like that. And you're oh. like, and like the program, he was the, the great, like as good as like Nick Nolte was as the yeah. disheveled basketball coach and blue chips, like James yep. Cobb is awesome as oh. like the hard nosed, like college football coach, yeah. like, he was great in that. Like again, that was perfect. I was I I I I love that you mentioned earlier that the kind of the gift of of having the '90s as kind of like formative years. I mean, not just in in films and in music and 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 just in culture in general. And it it just I these things these films like Bottle Rocket just mean so much to me. And they're just they're they're happy places to revisit. And and yeah. like I said earlier, I mean. I love all, I mean, I love Rushmore so much. I love Royal oh, yeah. Tenenbaums so much. But I mean, if you were to, to, to make me pick one that I just, that can be the only one um, that, that I could watch or something. I, Bottle Rocket just means that much to me. The lines, mean that mean, they mean that much to me. It's really just a, a, a spectacularly fun, fun film. Any uh, closing thoughts on Bottle Rocket? Anything that, anything that we left out uh, that, that you want to bring up? I mean, with Bottle Rocket, it's it's also like it's only an hour and a half. Yeah. So, like, as far as like, um, you know, going back to Wes Anderson movies, it's such a good, easy, good hang. Yeah. To just like drop in and just like, oh, like the music's fun. Like, it's yeah. just funny. Like, it's not like, you know, it doesn't have some of like the, like the overly pretentious moments of Wes Anderson, which I love, but they're yeah. there. You too. And just, like the cast There's lots is, of chew on sometimes yeah the cast yeah. is super small yep too because like that's with wes anderson too he's going to give you like a backstory on every person who <laughs> walks in the room yeah with this one it's it's just so like neatly packaged yeah. like, like i think that helps make it kind of like live on yeah because it is easy just to like throw on and it's just there it's great comfortable it's super yeah. super comfortable yeah. on the run from johnny law it ain't no trip to Cleveland. <laughs> Brian, I really appreciate it. Now we go on the lamb. We, the <laughs> yeah, lamb. we, the so we lamb. robbed the bookstore of like probably $400. <laughs> no, no, one's, no one's coming after you, man. You're fine. You're fine. Um, yeah. I'm glad. I'm really glad that we, we chose this movie to talk about. It's something that's, that I love highlighting. And, you know, uh, I'm sure a lot of people are going to love reminiscing with us and also giving us a chance to talk about James Caan. And I know we have a plan to have a conversation about another 90s movie we might have uh, actually mentioned in this. So we'll do that one other time. But thank you for coming on the program. I really appreciate it. And uh, I enjoyed the conversation. Definitely, Definitely, We'll have have you back, right? All right, man. Sounds good. Definitely. And thank you, everyone out there, for once again joining the party.
This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at osirispod.com.